This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 47. Welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Brett Hurst. And I'm Kelly Hurst. And we are both marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. This podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Who boy, today we are thrilled to have some great <laughs> friends of ours in the studio. Richard and Sherry Bright have joined us, and uh, they are a husband-wife comedy team based here in Houston. Uh, they are the founders of Marriage Fanatics. That's with F-U-N in the word, just in case you were wondering. They spend a lot of time teaching and speaking around the country to married couples using lots of humor from their own life experiences, so you guys better be funny. And how long y'all, no y'all been married? What, 10 years? Is that right? Uh, we've been married 10 years. Um, well, well, we've, we've been, been together 10 years. We were ghetto married for two years. Married for eight. But, but, yeah, godly married for eight. <laughs> right. And you guys have three kids between you. That's well, right. Actually, we have four. We have a 28-year-old daughter who's in Afghanistan, and um, she works for the Department of Defense. And then we have an 18-year-old, uh, almost 18-year-old son who's a senior in high school. Captain, Captain of the football t- basketball, I mean, basketball team. team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. football, he'll kill you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sophomore, she's a singer and a volleyball Hannah. And then we have a six-year-old. She was the six year old was an accident. Yeah. She was totally not planned. We were not planning on going to the pet store that day. So yeah. we have a little furry six year old. That's awesome. Welcome you guys to Marriage and Max. We're we're really excited to have you guys on here. Why don't, why don't y'all uh, just tell us how you got together? How how did you end up becoming a married couple? I want to know. Okay. You want me to start? You start. Okay. Well, we uh, met at the beach. Not on the beach, but uh, at a beach house. My sister had a beach house. His best friend had a beach house. They were across the street from one another. And there was a big party going on. Mm-hmm. And um, we, he saw, well, how, how? I started stalking her. Yeah, yeah, he started stalking me. He was in stalk with me for quite some time. And you were uh, a surfer dude, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I was actually on a date with someone else. Uh, and ah. he came over, introduced himself, and then told his friend that he was... Madly in love with her. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, then he would and one day I'm going to tell her. <laughs> <laughs> he would stand on the balcony and watch me in the mornings when I'd go out to have coffee. And he seriously was stalking me. And I, I had told him when I first I had to get up early, all right, before the sun came up just to make sure I didn't miss you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know how you got up early because in those days it was a big party day. So I'm not sure how he got up early. Maybe he never went to sleep. Yeah. I don't know how you didn't get arrested. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But we pro- Pinky promised on our first date that we would never get – actually, Pinky promised before we went on a date that we would never get married, that I told him I didn't date guys that wore baseball caps. I didn't uh-huh. date guys that were my age. Right. You know, and God had a different plan, <laughs> sense yeah. of humor. Amen. Yeah. So, yeah, we got married, have a blended family. Awesome. Sweet. Love it. So, uh, so you, I assume you guys think that laughter is important to marriage. Is that right? Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. I know it has helped us through our marriage. That's for sure. Well, we didn't start out trying to be funny. We uh, Bad decisions just apparently make really funny stories to other people. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. We tried to be real serious when we started teaching classes, and then and the more we told on ourselves, the more people laughed, and so the more we told. And hey, you're like, what are you change. laughing at? Yeah. yeah. People are like, well, if they can make it, if they're bright, they walk out of the class going, if they can make it, anyone can make yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. There's hope for us. 
<laughs> so uh, what we thought we would do today is just talk about uh, kind of family of origin issues and questions. And with, I know over dinner we had talked about that a few weeks ago that we mm-hmm. had a lot to say together as couples. And uh, I don't know, what, what, how do you think family of origin issues impact couples uh, in their marriages? I mean, certainly, certainly it's a significant thing to talk about. It's huge. Yeah, it really is. And you don't. Uh, a lot of people don't even know to talk about it, and so they just get married, and then they try to hash it out. And um, you realize that we had to realize, and that was from going to counseling and classes, and uh, and reading lots of books that you know we weren't broken. Mm-hmm. We were just different because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, you know, what is wrong with him? You know, I've got another bad apple. I got to throw it out. Get me another one, <laughs> and. You know, different, it's, it's not necessarily wrong. You say. know, we kind of came to the conclusion that throughout the time that you can start to remember, you see your, your family operate, and you pretty much write a dictionary, and you have a mental and physical dictionary of how you operate and how your family operates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then you end up getting married. <laughs> and believe it or not, your dictionary does not... <laughs> come with the package it's she's got a dictionary too that's right you're reading the wrong dictionary yeah i'm reading the wrong dictionary all of a sudden my dictionary isn't right and uh we have to go back and forth and finally we said you know what we need to rewrite our dictionaries so that we have a dictionary that works for both of us well and you don't realize when you get married that you're marrying the whole family you're not just marrying your your spouse well what's that saying in the marriage bed you know it's not two people there's at least uh <laughs> the, the husband the, wa- the the wife and both sets of parents yeah so. and we're both products of divorce yeah, so crazy. i mean there's all kinds of yeah. people in that bed and the whole thing <laughs> really kind of creeps creeps me out but you do you have to make adjustments you know when you get married and you have all these different things that that you just never talked about before. You yeah. Can, whether it's uh, traditions that you have or the unspoken rules of how you do things. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, what were so, some things that surprised y'all? You know, I mean, as far as uh, what were some... When did you know you weren't in Kansas anymore? Oh, gosh. Well, it was kind of like around Christmas when I wasn't able to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and grab my guns and go to the ranch uh, <laughs> for Christmas hunting. morning to go hunting. Oh, no. She says, you know, well, what are you thinking? I said, well, that's what we do, and that's what I've done since I was five. Merry Christmas. Merry yeah. Christmas. Put on the camo, and, you know. And she goes, I did. I did marry a redneck. Oh, well, I, my family's really proper, and his family is really relaxed. And yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say redneck. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, redneck. Relax. But, but well, we would have to get dressed on Christmas Day, and it was a big deal, and we all planned what time what time we were going to have brunch, and right. then everybody uh-huh. opened the presents, and they took turns going around, and each person got to ooh and ah. Yeah. Pretty nobody. scheduled itinerary. Yes, everybody's yeah. presents yeah. were wrapped in the same wrapping paper. You <laughs> yes. like that each person had their own set of wrapping paper, so oh you knew gosh. whose stack was whose. <laughs> yeah. There were five girls, you know, and yeah. one, one, one boy. I could have never made it because that. there's yeah. Because there's a right way to there's, do there Christmas There is a right way. Morning. Of course there is. I yeah. hear what you're saying. And, and Redneck <laughs> Christmas was not in my... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with redneck Christmas. You just get up, everybody opens their presents at one time, it's done in 15 minutes, you pack up the car and you go. No, they wanted to open the presents the night before because he was so excited, he didn't want to wait. And I was just like, you're ruining everything. Violating everything. Yeah, and so Christmas was ruined like the first year. Totally ruined. So what else came up, I mean, once you guys got into the throes of marriage that you've I think the biggest thing that we had was the the prop the way that my family was proper. Like in my family, you had to wear shoes all the time. I mean, this is serious. We were not allowed mm-hmm. to go barefoot. Barefooted. In my family, shoes is for school, and I hated school. <laughs> 
They were like, shoes were for special occasions. <laughs> Wait, you mean like shoes outdoors or no, shoes in, in, the in the house? Okay. You had to wear slippers. Wait, so like if you got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom? Well, I don't know. Nobody was checking on. then. There was a, yeah. And that's just wrong. The, the shoe police wasn't awake then, but other than that, <laughs> yeah, we weren't allowed. My father, you know, you just had to, you weren't allowed to get your hands dirty, you know. Um, right. My family took so. vacations and when, go ahead, what were you saying? I was just going to say, so when, you know, we first got together, it was, uh, you need to put your shoes on. You need to put, your, don't you have any house slippers? I'm like, house slipper? I'm a man. I don't wear house slippers. You know, I walk around barefoot. Oh, no, you can't walk around barefoot. But just uh, so you know, he has two or three pairs of house slippers now. And I, don't oh, wear, yeah. I bet he gets them, them for Christmas. And, really, <laughs> and he actually likes them, especially when it's cold. And, uh, okay, yeah. when it's cold, I do like them. He does yes. Wear them. yes. I feel yes. like I'm being spoiled. That's awesome. Okay, so, Surfer Dude Richard, you said you only wear shoes for special occasions. I mean, what would constitute a special occasion? Uh, I guess leaving the house if we left the house you know we we had to put shoes on but uh, other than that my dad we just didn't wear shoes and he really never enforced it i mean i remember going to the store i remember just walking around barefoot from the time i was eight years old seriously till i was 14 15 Never wore shoes because, I mean, we grew up in Corpus. It was a beach town, so, mm-hmm. right. you know, I guess I mean, if I look back at it now. I was, all their family pictures are all, if you look at the differences. Are from my, the waist up. Yeah, no, they have, they're all barefooted running around. They're just carefree, like, be free. In my family, everybody's sitting with matching bonnets and like leather gloves and white patent leather shoes. And, you know, church was, a, you know, it was Parade of Stars. <laughs> That's awesome. So, and then when we went on our first vacation, and I kept saying, where we're going to stay, and people would say, where are you staying? I would say, well, we're staying in a hotel. And he'd mm-hmm. say, no, or he, and I would hear him say, oh, we're staying at the such and such motel. And I was like, honey, it's a hotel. He's like, what's the difference? You know, I said, hotel, like, they valet park your car. You know, we, we. Oh, no, we couldn't valet park because you couldn't get the station wagon underneath the garage parking. <laughs> we had to park in front of the door uh, so we could watch the stuff on top because we didn't want anybody to take that. That's exactly how his family was. So this is a true story. I mean, his mom, it was like a big deal. They'd go pack a lunch and go under the, the overpass with a fishing pole and that was like they took them on vacation oh, yeah. weekend, you know and they loved it they didn't know any differently yeah well, hotels call you call it poaching nowadays yeah that's awesome <laughs> i was hotels you have to wear shoes right in motels i wouldn't take off my shoes because <laughs> you don't know what's on the yeah, carpet that's, that's right. so true uh, so what other things have uh, you know were surprises to you as far as uh, you, you knew you were coming from different uh, perspectives? We couldn't say certain words, and I don't know if we can say these words, but we couldn't say booger. Booger. We couldn't say fart in my family. Oh, it wasn't okay. allowed. In his family, they have farting contests. So, seriously. <laughs> like the whole family? That's no, it. Well, they just they don't think anything Even of it. You sister. sit around watching a movie, and they just, you know, they laugh. Everybody laughs. I'm like, oh, that's a good one, you know? My family, oh, everybody's traumatized. <laughs> No, my family, no one actually farted, you know. Yeah, so you wouldn't wow. even be able to name the contest because right. you can't even use the right. word. That's why they all, when you took your pictures, everybody looked upset. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's what this family says. It'll hurt your stomach. You, you can't. You have to let it out express yourself. You know? Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Well, I knew I was in trouble when we had to make the bed every day, you know. Oh, oh yeah. Because yeah, kind of uh, what's the point? What's the point? Really? You're right, just going to mess it up again. That's though. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And They're the only gonna... time we made the bed, she made the bed every day because... 
Well, because my mom taught us that you had strong self-discipline. If you were to get up every morning, the first thing that you do, you make up your bed. Mm-hmm. And you don't wait until later because there'll never be a better time than right then because you'll never go back and do it. And it was just a – it started your day off uh-huh. right. nice. Was that like after they blew Reveille or what? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think I might. Yeah. After they got up and took pictures? Yeah. <laughs> with their bonnet, <laughs> with, our, with our shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my family made it bed every day, and so I would. And the pillows have to be a certain way, and so I would want. And so his family, they only like. You said, we only made the bed when people were coming over. Yes, right. for company. That's right. Yeah, that's right. The, the, the right way. Uh-huh. You know, the, no stress. You know, <laughs> easy going. So the first few years of our marriage, it took a while to get used to. But every time I would come in, and the bed was made, I would look at her and say, "Who's coming over?" And she would say, nobody. Why? I go, the bed's made. She goes, I make the bed every day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And then and then it has to be made a proper way. The pillows. Oh. You have, yeah. you have oh, de- decorated. You have, well, I call them decorator pillows. He yeah. calls them looking pillows. Yeah. So we have right. looking pillows and drooling pillows. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sleeping pillows. pillows and drooling yeah. sleep, pillows. Well, sleeping pillows, too. That's right. Well, and Kelly here is, you know, Posted a YouTube tutorial about the right way to make our beds. Oh, you so. did! Uh, I knew that there was a kindred spirit. I know. Well, our our favorite comedian Tim Hawkins talks about calls his bed Pillamanjara because there are so many decorative pillows. Like if you if you get up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom, you've got a decision to make. Like how badly do you need to crawl over these pillows? Oh, that's hilarious! I haven't heard that. Yeah, I, well, I thought of um, taking a picture and just giving it to him so that way, if I'm not there, then oh, he can. Oh, that's uh, helpful. Totally no, to, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he responded well to that. Yeah, well, great. I mean, it could be physically painful because she has a certain way that she military folds the sheets right, down at the end wow. because your feet cannot stick out. Yeah. So I actually have to get a running start and point my toes when I jump into bed. <laughs> and because of me sleeping with my po- toes pointed for so long, I've got ballerina ankles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tuck or no tuck? Uh, it has to. They have to be tucked in. They still yeah. have to be. And I will. I will get up and retuck it if it comes untucked. Yeah. And it has to be just a certain length on each side. And I will uh-huh. go and check to make sure when you. When, you know, See, you're doing I do it. that too, Thank and you. I just say we were raised right. Right. That's exactly right. There, <laughs> like we said, there is. Well, no I problem. need to ride home, so I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> well, and um, he, he laughs because I, if they're if it's wrong. When I try to fall asleep, if it's off some, like one side is pulling from the other side, I have to pull it the right way. And so then if air, if it catches air. Yeah, she will actually, I will get sheet burn on my neck from her ripping the sheet across, pulling it back over to her because it was too far over on my side by about 10 inches. And it has to be just right. And then she pops it like a parachute. So she's trying to go to sleep, but I'm usually already asleep. So it wakes me up out of a deep sleep going, what did you do that for? Oh, I have to make the sheet right. i got to make everything right. The pillow has to be just right. And in his family, they have, I mean, they have, the pillows can be any way. You can have your pillows like all jacked up around your head and two or three pillows. And in mine, you know, your pillow has to be just right, properly done, you know, yeah. fitted on your head. Otherwise, yeah. you can't fall asleep. That's awesome. (laughs) You are listening to Marriage to the Max.
Welcome back to Marriage in the Max. And if you're in the greater Houston area, we always want you to know that we host a monthly date night called Dinner in a Marriage. And we'd love to have you check that out and join us. Visit dinnerinamarriage.org to find out more details. Well, we're continuing our conversation today with Richard and Sherry Bright about family of origin issues. And uh, you guys have been kind of laying out that maybe your families didn't approach life the same way uh, growing up. What about uh, mealtime? What was that like as far as a what was a different? Well, his mom never really cooked anything. I think she she could burn water. Yeah, she could burn water. <laughs> Basically, my mom, everything had to be. We had to have dinner a certain time. We had to wait for my father to get home. We all had to dine together. And what's so weird is that when I look back, I was telling Richard, it seemed like they were just always angry. Like they were always <laughs> unhappy. But Dad was always mad because we didn't do things the right way. We didn't have a nap in the right way. And. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and his family, they would just get a card table, sit in front of the TV. They didn't think anything of it. And Well, it's funny because, I mean, until I married Sherry, I thought that we were supposed to have chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes every day because that's <laughs> what my dad loved, and he he cooked. It worked. So it worked. We had chicken fried steak and mashed potatoes every day, and as much of it as you wanted. It was fantastic. <laughs> First time she made pork chops. <laughs> She made delicious pork chops, right. and I had one pork chop, a little bit of mashed potatoes, and I think I some corn. Had two, and the kids had one. And I was all like, "Okay, well, where are the rest of the pork chops?" And she goes, "Oh, they're in the freezer." And I go, "That's all you made?" She goes, "Well, yes, you get two, and the kids each get one." I go, well, "What about seconds?" And she looked at me like, "Well, we don't have seconds here, you know." Because this everything, is- <laughs> it's so weird because you don't think anything of it until you get married and someone starts calling you out on it. Yeah, because right. I thought there was nothing wrong with. It. That's how we controlled. That's how my mom, I guess, controlled our weight and uh-huh. made sure we were up. Plus, she was really cheap. And so she made sure she doesn't let us have seconds. You know, their family was just a platter, and you just ate as much as you wanted. Yeah, it was was funny because I mean, my dad he was he used to cook breakfast for us every day for school, and he he uh, at dinner he'd always make dinner. And I remember we always had dinner together. That's one thing that we always did, Mm -hmm. whether it was functional or dysfunctional. (laughs) You know, I'll never forget the time my dad had made us breakfast one morning, and I guess I was about twelve, and my brother was seven, and. He asked you, would anybody care for any more toast? And my brother's licking his fingers, and he just looks at my father, and he goes, no, Dad, I'm okay right now, but you can make me something in a little bit. And my dad flung that toast like a Frisbee, and, I mean, hit him right in the chin. And I laughed so hard because, I mean, I was, I was thinking to myself, man, Dad, you can't even see. That was a great shot. You know, my brother's crying, and, you know, that was entertainment for the day. And, you know, if, if we'd mess up, my dad, he'd throw a fork at us across the table and wouldn't think anything of it, you know. And I remember my little sister couldn't even pronounce her words. And so when he'd get upset with us for watching TV while we were eating, she would say, Throw a sork at him, Dad. Throw a sork. You know? <laughs> so that was dinner with the brights. You know, I'm guessing Sherry, you would have been horrified. Oh, horrified! <laughs> no food throwing in your house. Uh, like, and when we go to a restaurant, you you know, we uh, make sure they put your napkin in your lap, even if you're having water. This is what the kids know: runny right, left, you know, lumpy left, where the you know bread goes, where the water goes. Uh, you have to push your chair in. I'm like, what are y'all raising up barn? You know, you didn't put your chair. We walk out of a restaurant, and there, all the chairs are everywhere. Um, and and also, his family, like you said, his father cooked breakfast every day or cooked uh-huh. most of the meals and so i really took offense to that that he would try to get in the kitchen because i thought i was doing something wrong yeah my mom that was what my mom mm-hmm. did is she uh-huh. took care of the family so when i tried to get in there i thought we had it yeah we'd have a right way and a wrong way of how we how we would do it well and that's exactly what i was going to ask and i really don't want to start a fight but at what point did you look at each other and say you're doing it wrong <laughs> 
Uh, right away. I mean, <laughs> we're both type A personalities, so we don't hold back. I mean, everything it, yeah. overseasoned, everything, you know. Yeah, because he'd go put some in, and I'd put some in. Well, we do it this way. But, you know, it's just one of those things. I, I think you go through different stages of marriage, mm-hmm. and we went through that competition stage, mm-hmm. especially because we are both very outspoken. Um, and then just going to classes and learn. I mean, we didn't do it on our own. I mean, mm-hmm. we had to, to learn stuff. And I think the closer we got in our relationship with the Lord, the better, you know, the more we wanted to, to love each other unconditionally mm-hmm. and we just knew that we had to die to ourselves and we you know just all those things mm-hmm. um and eventually we just he he, he realized the things that were important to me mm-hmm. were it's important to me it's, even though it's, even not it's not important to me yeah. Yeah. yeah even if it's not important to him yeah. it doesn't make it less important to me right yeah, there's some hills worth dying on and yes. sometimes you go why yeah. why am i holding yeah. on to this yeah. you right. know yeah. just tradition or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> so he caught that end of it when did you catch catch it the other way and say these aren't hills worth dying on um you know i think you have to you just decide what what is worth what are the things that are worth fighting over um what's i struggle with cleaning okay Mm -hmm. i mean i don't know if it's just a guy thing or um but cleaning to me is just it's brutal. It's just time-consuming. Yeah. You know, I'd rather walk outside barefoot and stand on <laughs> patio in the hot barefoot. sun. You unless, know? unless you're cleaning your guns. <laughs> unless, yeah, yeah, unless I'm cleaning. Now, now, now then, there you go. Cleaning that, if you want to clean your guns, I'd get that done in a heartbeat. Uh, so I had a really hard time cleaning, and there was a time that when we first got married, I was being tested, and I didn't know I was being tested, and about... I saw this little thing on the floor, and I left it there. And I'm not lying. It was three weeks. And then so finally Sherry came. It was a came, barrette. And she goes, <laughs> I have left this barrette on the floor for three weeks. It was a test? It was a test. Oh, and my you God. have stepped over it. The kids have stepped over it. And it's actually become part of the carpet now. It wasn't and so I much said, a well, test. I said, Sherry, if I would have picked it up and put it somewhere, it would have been out of place. You'd have lost it. Yeah. I figured if you it's needed safe. it, you knew where it was. Yeah. It was safe. It's safe. And, uh, it was actually goes, not no. just a uh, test. It was more of a, a – I was trying to make a point about how nobody notices anything but me. But <laughs> a, as we have – Notice which AKA is a test. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. And they have that, they have a saying in my house: "Is it sherry clean?" <laughs> um, but I have had to learn to relax. I, I mean, even though we're teasing about this, I I had to realize that life's not going to end if things aren't a certain way. Mm-hmm. And he had to learn that we can't live in total disarray. Yeah. So you have to compromise. Sometimes I have to say, "Okay, you know what? It'll still be here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I can walk away. We can go do something fun." And I think you learn to celebrate your differences and know that he has God made us a lot alike because we have um. The type A, but I also have probably more melancholy, the organized, and mm-hmm. he has more of the sanguine where mm-hmm. he's uh, very relationship. He just wants to have a good time and forget the forget the stuff that needs to be done. Oh, sure. There's a party going on somewhere. Right. So we had to – and mine was more we can go have a party, but we must do our <laughs> right. our chores first. Party yes. preparation. Yes. 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 So, Sherry, you have got to be more spontaneous. And she goes, I can be. Just give me two days' notice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that very well. So I've learned to, to let things go some and not to be so – militant and and just it's a way better way to live but then you know sometimes we get off track and i think okay we can't you know cleanliness is next to godliness you know always throw a scripture out when all else fails get get spiritual you know um it's better for a man to live on a corner of a roof than to live with a quarrelsome wife (laughs) so how about how you guys deal with conflict as far as what you brought from your families of origin how how does that manifest itself uh differently 
I'm going to let her answer that. (laughs) (laughs) I think I can tell already. (laughs) I think that you, um, you know, we didn't come from divorced family. Neither of our parents were divorced, Mm -hmm. although his father had been married five times prior to his mother, and Mm -hmm. he and his mother stayed married 25 years until Mm -hmm. he passed away. My parents had both been married before, but they were married 50-plus years Mm -hmm. to each other. Mm -hmm. So we didn't see actually divorced family, but we saw parents that did not know how to resolve conflict, so Mm -hmm. that wasn't modeled to us where we saw any healthy anything. That was on both sides. Both sides. Yeah. And his mom just screamed, yelled. She's Hispanic, so she would just go off, and Mm -hmm. that was just what they did, and it was okay because she'd say, I'm a Mexican, not a Mexican, you know, and um, (laughs) seriously. Um, And my mom and dad really never – I never even saw them argue. My mom would just talk behind – as soon as he turned his head, she would mumble, mumble and complain all the time, and she would, you know, just flip him off behind his back, Uh but he never – they would never see anything. As soon as he turned around, everybody was smiling, and so we never really saw them – resolve anything but we didn't really see a lot of anger either so mm-hmm. how'd that play out with you guys once you were well because i come from a yelling well. screaming family yeah. and that's how you resolve arguments is whoever can yell the loudest mm-hmm. and you know everybody had to wait you had you know there was there was a, a hierarchy you know dad got to yell first because he was dad <laughs> and then mom got to yell and so i figured well i'm the next oldest so i will yell and then my little brother and my little sister so we had to wait for turns to get your yell on, you know, um, and that's how we resolved. Whoever could yell, and you know, that's how we we talked. That's how we discussed things, and so it was different because Sherry was very, you know, let's sit down, let's talk about it, mm. and let's do it. Let's a, be civil. Let's be civil yeah. and put your shoes on and uh, let's talk. about I thought about you were going to get you know? divorced. I thought we would we were splitting up. Anytime we had a heated argument, yeah. I thought that was the end. You know, oh, yeah. that means. You know, people don't do this unless they're going to divorce court. So right. I would just be traumatized. And he's saying, it's just a barrette. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But with, thankfully, we went to marriage classes and we read books and we learned. And, you know, you have to really work on your marriage. And we had to learn that. Um, I was thinking about the barrette, which is, leads to a really funny story, is it wasn't a few weeks after that. I'm walking through the house and I see a pen over by where I usually sit and I pick it up real quick. And I walk in, and right in front of her, I put it into the, the pin holder, and I go, see what I just did? And she goes, what's that, baby? I said, I just put the pin up. And she goes, great. Thank you. And I was all like, it was a test, wasn't it? And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, you put that pin over there by my chair so that I would see it and have to pick it up so that it, it was a test, right? And she goes, no. You must have dropped it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I thought I was being tested on everything. So I walked through the house for at least a few months picking everything up because yeah. I thought I was being tested. You're emotionally scarred from yeah. that yeah. I still look now, so I, I did learn something. Well, one of the things to answer your question is that we um, had to look, to be able to say to one another if we were in a, that we're okay. We're mm-hmm. okay. Even if we're having a fight, we're still solid. Yeah. Angry right now. You know, I'm ticked off, and we got to go work through this, but we're not – things aren't – we're not splitting up because mm-hmm. I would think – don't we couldn't go to bed without solving an issue i don't care if it was four o'clock in the morning because i was afraid what would happen the next day i would either be angry enough i was going to leave or he was going to leave and we'd have to say look it's okay he'd say well why go to bed angry when what is the that's what you would say bible says don't go to bed let the sun go down and so i'd say yeah why not stay up and i just have some coffee let's just stay up and (laughs) i can stay up all night he would be like sherry i have got to get up and go to work this is you know and i i don't care we're going to work this out yeah so now it's so much nicer to be able to say look i i still love you you know take it to god and just be okay i'm angry with him right now but i still love him and we're going to work this out but we sometimes need that time to 
to regroup. Mm-hmm. And the next day, it's, most of the time, we don't even remember what we were even arguing about. Right. Right. I have to say that happened. I never remember. <laughs> back in our, yeah, yeah, I mean, you really don't. And that happened back in our marriage, you know, four to five years ago. Uh, maybe even, yeah, three to four years ago. Because truthfully, I am very quick to apologize now because I know that uh, – the longer you stay angry at each other, mm-hmm. that is when the separation happens. That is when the division happens. That's when the bad things can creep into your marriage mm-hmm. when you guys aren't together as one, mm-hmm. you know, and you're not mm-hmm. on the same page. And, you know, you're, you're mad at her for doing this. She's mad at you. And let's see how long this can go. And so in that whole week or two weeks until, and, you know, we, we talk to people that say, you know, when we get into it, we don't talk to each other for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I just tell them, look, you got to be very, I said, mm-hmm. man, you can't do that. I said, mm-hmm. because, man, that is just when the enemy can truly just come in and sabotage. That's when you do all the bad stuff in your marriage and, and, and you, you know, give yourself justification for it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. it's when you cease to function as a team yeah. and you can argue and you can even resolve these family of origin di- issues together as a team, even even with anger, uh, with anger, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You know, and we also heard that you know con- that without conflict, there is no growth. That's right. And uh, we have had tons of growth. <laughs> yeah, we have grown exponentially. <laughs> We're sick of growing. You know, yeah. Once we heard that, it just released. It just it was just like a light bulb went off that we realized all the things that we were trying to sweep under the carpet. You know, other friend of ours always said, if you sweep it under the carpet, eventually you will trip over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not going to go away. Right. Yeah. So we shelf would just try it, to you put it on the shelf. Yeah. Well, eventually the shelf gives way. Gives way. Yeah. And so yeah. once we started uh, being able to actually come to each other and just realize okay we're not getting breaking up we're um but, but these are these are situations or uh, issues that we've got to deal with because they just kept coming up sometimes years mm-hmm. we were going through oh, around the mountain around the mountain uh-huh. and once we got it out and talked about it it was so nice to just get past it and go mm-hmm. to the next conflict you right, know because right. yeah. they're all lined up yeah because yeah. people at, uh, we go to a really big church and they're always thinking oh you guys we want a marriage just like yours i'm like are you sure you know because <laughs> no, it takes a lot of work <laughs> we did not get like this you know and just when we think we've got it that's when yeah there's that's when a little rugged. slice of humble pie yeah, yeah. 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 that's right that's well so i want to kind of end with this question to you what what and i want each one of you to respond what from the opposite family have you learned to really embrace, like, boy, this is a really cool thing that, that he or she brought to the family from their family? I think um, we have different um, – my family is, Richard will say, very white. His family, his mother's full-blooded Hispanic. And so just to see how the love is with the different mm-hmm. type of families mm-hmm. or different – like, in his, just real quick, my family uh, – or his family would just come over anytime. They would just – his mom would show up anytime unannounced. Very comfortable. Mm-hmm. No problemo. And she wanted right. her own key, okay? <laughs> and if she would knock on and she would just, she doesn't care if you're in your underwear. She's just coming right. over. She's like, it's we're flamly, you know? And um, and so I would just get so upset and she'd go, look, Blondie. You know, this is what Mexicans do. And so. That is my son that you're married to. Yeah. And man, if I want to stop by, I'm going to stop by. Yeah. And then if we have an issue with each other, she would love it. If, especially because we'd get angry. You know, I'd say like, you need to talk to your mother. Uh-huh. And then she say oh blondie how's it now that the, how did she say the, the honeymoon, honeymoon is now over, that the honeymoon's huh? over you know and um so he would say i'd say you need to talk to your mother you know you need to t- be a man man up talk uh-huh. to her and tell her I'm like are you crazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm like is that important to you you talk yeah. to her does it say stupid across the right, right right yeah i, live with her. I, I saw look. what she did to my father <laughs> but, but all of that we laugh about it but once we um 
once those year, once we did kind of work it all out, and she knew to, to to give us a little time to call first and things like that, and we did mm-hmm. work things out. Um, just to see how now she calls me their blonde angel. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's great. like, oh, this family starts crying every. She cries about it. You can give her a toothpick. She starts crying, <laughs> and so she gets all excited every time I even call her on the phone. Um, but she just to see how they just have unconditional love for each other. Mm-hmm. I know we can pick. I could pick up the phone right now and say I'm in dire straits. Whether it was financially, emotionally, whatever, they wouldn't She'll ask the question. Yeah. My mother, my brother-in-law, my sister. Their whole family is like that. You wow, know? that's yeah. fantastic. That's because we didn't have any shoes, and then yeah. <laughs> we weren't all uptight and everything. What about you, Richard? What you know? I would have to say that I saw how in her family, and it was very important her her organizational skills, mm-hmm. because truthfully, you know, I have a construction. We have a construction company together, but I'm out in the field a lot. And I just had a big, huge box, and it was box o tools. <laughs> Everything was in this box. But man, the little stuff that I needed, I couldn't get to mm-hmm. because there was so much stuff in this box. And I remember her telling me, you know, and I remember her organizational skills at the very beginning of our relationship just drove me nuts because, you know, she would actually have Tupperware. And she had this little gun that would print out a little sticker mm-hmm. of what it was and when she made it. <laughs> and that's how she knew it was fresh. And us, we would just go wasteful. and I just did the open it up smell and test. smell it. And, you know, and it was good to me. Yeah. I said, hey, I ate that green tofu that you had. And she's all like, baby, there was no green tofu in there. I said, well, it didn't smell bad and it tasted pretty good. And that's why I'm healthy as an ox. You know? But she started to, to, you know, and I could see how at first it was it was hard for me to become uh, semi-organized because I just never had done that in my whole entire life. But I started to organize my truck a little bit and then my closets and the garage. And as I started to get more organized, I started to see that it started to save me more time. And accomplishing and, way. And accomplishing a lot more. She's starting yeah. to rub off on you. Aww. Starting to rub off on me. <laughs> That's yeah. so sweet. That's great. <laughs> well, you guys are fun, man. We love talking to y'all. And, and we just also enjoy hanging out with you when we get to to do that we'd love to have you back on thanks for being part of this today and and if someone from our audience wants to get in touch with the marriage fanatics where would they go thank you that's great um we have a facebook page which is the bright side happily ever laughter mm-hmm. and then Cute. our website is www.marriagefanatics.com so it's f-u-n and then you can also see our testimony we have a video testimony on uh youtube called richard and sherry's testimony and it's sherry with one r yeah awesome <laughs> That's it. A lot to check out. Well, we appreciate that. Guys, thanks for having us. Hey, it's our pleasure. It's going to happen again. Well, if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org, and you can also check out our website at homeencouragement.org. And uh, we always like to ask you to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have a topic or a question that you'd like for us to consider uh, discussing on this podcast, please send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org, and we'll do our best to get it on the air for you. So that's a lot of material. Yeah, people I'll have to They'll be researching this stuff for weeks to come. Well, thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.